Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so excited for you guys to hear today's episode. Uh, my guest today, Joel, he spits a lot of profound truth. And man, it was just really, really good stuff that he's been saying. I just wanted to say to you guys that this was recorded during a praise and worship practice. So there is some elements in the background you might hear. I don't think it will, it will detract from the quality of what's being said. But just letting you guys know that uh, I apologize in advance about the you know, some of the distractions in the background, but I still pray that you guys enjoy it. And without further ado, uh, here's the episode. Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode today. I have the one and only Joel Shinry. Uh, this man of God is amazing. He's a very deep thinker, uh, very blessed. And Joel, why don't you say hi to the people real quick? Um, hello, everyone. <laughs> I guess you said one. I guess I'm the only one. <laughs> <laughs> one and only Joel Shinry. Oh, man, um, there's so many things I want to talk to this man of God about. But one thing I love about Joel is that the man's a deep thinker and he thinks a lot. And um, I just I could tell like he has a lot of greatness ahead of him. And today I just want to get a little bit about his backstory, his testimony. So, Joel, why don't you let the people know, like, how did you come to the Lord? Like, how what led you to become a Christian? Well, before I do that, uh, I just want to thank you, Kyle, for the opportunity to just come and be part of this. Pray that God bless you in your endeavors and reach those that you are trying to reach and bless those that you're trying to bless in Jesus name thank you um you know um for those of you that have a kind of keen ears have a bit of an accent um I'm from St. Thomas U.S. Virgin Islands you know so I was born in American but I was raised in the island so I got kind of best of both worlds you know um born and raised there I left there when I was 19 I came up here went to college um you know did, did the college thing but as far as how I came to Christ, um, I came to Christ. Well, you know, as as a kid, I was I was I was a uh, I guess a PK. I guess later on, because my father became uh, like an assistant pastor. Oh, really? But, so I was like born and raised in the church. I was I was church-ish, and I was, and I was you know I was born in it, born around it, and pretty much just always in it. But as far as the one time when I, you know, I, I got quote unquote saved uh, a few different times, but I recall one one year, I think I had visited St. Thomas. I had visited St. Thomas where I'm from, and they and there was a there there was an altar call, and and I recall that it was a a Christmas Sunday, and this was before I was married, but. I never forgot that day. Uh, that day was very, um, it was, it was very eye-opening for me, cause I, I, you know, I was, I think that's when I, I, I really had like a repentant heart, and, and I really felt sorry, and I really understood. Well, not really understood, but I, I began to really grasp uh, what Christ did, and I, I, I was very sorrowful for the life I had, and just grateful, and I guess. Even I remember that day because someone came to me and and they pretty much prophesied a couple of things to me and said something to me and kind of it kind of um shook me to my core. But but I remember that day being the day when I kind of decided, you know, like you felt the presence of God in the service and God was just speaking to your heart and you just felt convicted. Yeah, I just I, I just remember well, in St. Thomas where I'm from, you know, um, sometimes people would um. Sometimes people would would go to the altar and you know they would pray for you and I I, I just remember being there at, at the altar and just 
crying and just being very uh, just being very sorrowful and, and being very um, repentant. And it was it was just it was just heavy on me that day. And you know, like like I just remember that's the day when I really really started to believe. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And how 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 has life been since that time for you? Like what has life God is. done? <laughs> for you yeah well um life has been life you know ups and downs um growing you know sometimes falling down but but determined to get back up you know uh since since i got saved and i got married i got children so you know so that's a whole nother chapter in itself but mm. but um before that you know i was i was striving I was falling, striving, and falling, but I never, I never, um, I never give up on God, and I'm, and I'm glad God never gave up on me, because there were situations in my life where, where I know I were in places, I was in places where I shouldn't have been, and doing things that I should not have done. You know, just His grace and mercy that I'm even here and in their life. You know, God's been good. That's powerful, man. That's powerful. What do you do for a living? Um, well, currently, I am a, I'm a teacher teach music in elementary school i'm also a musician um um right now i the, the latest thing that i'm working on right now i'm a product developer slash inventor and i'm trying to nice. I'm, i have some ideas in my mind that i'm trying to get out i'm working on two right now so hopefully god blesses that but um as far as as far as what i do quote unquote i'm, I'm a teacher slash musician teacher musician entrepreneur yeah i'm, I'm trying I'm, I'm i'm trying to just um I'm trying to mine out all that God has uh, put in me, and sometimes it just, you know, you have to fight, fight, fight for the vision and fight for what you see in you. You know, that's it, completely true. Yeah. I've heard a phrase. Uh, I think Miles Monroe said it that um, the vision that God has given you will be tested. Like trials and tribulations come to test how sincere really your vision is. Yes, 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 yes. Um, <coughs> I remember. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, it is maybe about two, three years ago, and I, I guess it, it it was powerful for me. And then I just realized um, what it meant. I, I was just sitting down and, and I was looking around at everything. I was looking at anything, and you could do it right now. Look at anything you see. The paint. Like right now, I'm looking at this room. I see paint on the wall. I see lights. I see tables. I see a screen. I see keys. Whatever you look at, it had to go through some type of process to get to become where it is. You know, um, it's like I'm watching some keys right now. Like we have to dig in the earth, get the metal, heat the metal up to, to, to such a high degree, put it in a mold. And then still after putting the mold, we have to shape the key to a certain way that it fits into the lock. And it, it just goes through a process in order for something to become functional or even beautiful so mm. it's almost like when i started looking at things i i had to stop avoiding going through the process you know because sometimes um we like to look at things and say oh that's cool that functions properly or, or that's beautiful but we don't but we don't see that that's the same similar process that we have to go through in order for us to become what we say that we want to become you know i i had to wake up and say um you know what, I, I I have to go through some shading. I have to, I have to go through some heat. I, I have to go through some cutting down. I have to go through 
some relearning and, and it's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to be painful and it's going to be annoying. But in the end, if you keep pushing through, it's going to be functional and, it, and it'll be beautiful if, if God allows you to become that. So why do you think some people try to avoid that process? Like in order for God to get you to a certain point, why do you feel like some people don't want to go through that fire or they avoid, you know, um, I guess the, the going through that to change? Like what prevents people from going through that? letting go or at least allowing god to mature them it's always painful man i mean um pain is not it's not pleasurable at least not for everyone now pain is part of the process but a lot of people they see pain as just being pain and and unnecessary and something to be avoided but some pain is not to be avoided some things pain is just pain is just something that we have pain Pain is a bridge to get to the other side. And we don't want to walk with the pain. We don't, we don't want to work with the burden. We don't want to walk with the fire. We don't want to, because it's just painful and, it, and it's uncomfortable. Especially in this country, everything now is happy, happy, be comfortable, be you, be right. you. But then, you know, it's just, it's just painful and it's annoying. I agree. It's like uh, there's like two kinds of pain. The pain of staying the same, the pain of change. Uh, the pain of staying the same, it doesn't hurt as much, but it kind of kills you over time. But the pain of change immediately, it, it feels bad because it's, a, I guess, a different way of life or a different way of thinking or changing to a, a new life or a new venture. So I guess uh, you would say, like, initially, people don't want to change because the pain initially felt is too much for a lot of people. Well, maybe. I listened to a, a, a gentleman, um, um, this guy Jordan Pearson. I know we we've, sp- we've spoken about him. Yeah, you know, he's, <laughs> he's 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 not per se a believer, and and he believes, I guess, in the utility of of God. And I, and I understand what he's saying. I don't, I don't agree with him hundred percent, but he mentioned something a few weeks ago. He mentioned about shame, and usually, if you feel shame. That means that you have to ad- admit a weakness, and and sometimes with, with with shame there's pain, and with pain you have to admit a weakness, hmm. and some of us aren't willing to acknowledge that weakness. I'll, like sometimes we will we will actually fight to actually um hide the the weakness, you know, or or we'll say. This is just who I am, because if they can right. say this is who I am, they don't have to change, and then it won't be considered a weakness, you know. Because a lot of times, um, you see shame and and weakness as something that's detrimental to our success. And and I guess if you allow it to be a weakness, it it will it will be detrimental to our success. But sometimes it's good to to actually see see where the shame is and see where the weakness is. So we can build on it. But, you know, that's just where I'm thinking. And I, I think that's so profound how, like, a lot of people, they make their their pain or their trauma their identity. Yeah. So a lot of people feel like when God is trying to challenge them to change, like giving up a part of themselves, who they built themselves on, the foundation they built themselves on. Yeah. They, well, again, cause, because they, they'd have to admit that it's a weakness. They'd have to admit that this is, and and, it's, and especially if it's something that, especially if it's something that they've been holding on to for ten years, twenty years, right. thirty years, 
you know, because a lot of them say, this is just me. It's so God made me, which is, which is, which, which, which is, uh, a cop out. You know, I've, I remember one day I was listening to my wife talking to one of her coworkers, you know, and, you know, as a, as an older lady and she's rather, um, and she's rather also, uh, rambunctious. <laughs> rambunctious. That's, that's what I'll say. <laughs> and then she was talking to my wife and, you know, I overheard it. And she was like, well, it's a God made me. It's a God made me. And I'm, and I'm thinking like, like, like God made you rowdy. You know, uh, mm. uh, like, 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 like unpleasant God, to be around. Yeah. Like, like, mm. like God made you rigid. Uh, but she, she would have to admit that this is something that I have, I have fostered. It's something that I have built inside me and I have to work on it, you know, and then she, I guess in the, in essence, like most of us we would have to i guess if we're serious about change we would have to ask someone you know and if you're married maybe your husband maybe your wife or maybe a real friend saying man i need help with this or your friend your wife should should be able to call you out they hey this is your weakness i say oh and you say you know what thank you man thanks thanks for help helping me but that's a hard thing and again i haven't grasped it all because i even wrestle with some of these things you know um with exposing my weaknesses to some of my friends even 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 my wife um i'm just being honest you know that you dropped a lot of uh deep stuff right there because um i remember me going through a season recently where i noticed a lot of weak things about myself and i didn't want to give it up because of pride admitting that you're weak is a is a very hard thing to do because it kind of shows how much flaws you have yeah you know but i think when you decide to finally let go and understand like, okay, this being exposed is not a detriment to me. It's a help to me. I think that once you allow yourself to go through that process, that when you come out, you're a better person because of it. Hopefully, 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 (laughs) hopefully if you attack it the right way or you have the right people around you that you, uh, that you share it with, if you decide to share it, hopefully you have the right people that are directly encourage you and, and assist you in, in the journey and you're on trying to make yourself better mm, that's true so i know me and you tend to talk about the huge thing we talk about is men and um relationships right yeah and you are a father married yeah. man father uh father of, of how many children uh four four children four, four children boys. four boys wow yeah um what's your thoughts of the current state of of men today in today's world do you think men are on the right path? Do you think there's a problem with men, especially in the church? Like, how do you feel about the current state of men, especially in America right now? I have, I have different thoughts on different days. You know, um, like I have, I have, I have four children. My wife had two children before we were married. Um, so I have, I have two stepsons and I have two sons that, that are biologically from me. You know, and I'll answer your question first. I think I think that it's in a very um it's 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 a very dangerous place. It's a, it's a very anti-Christ place. You know, um just um men seem to be lost. Men seem to be wandering around in the desert trying to look for things that really I'm not sure man. It's um sometimes when I see them I feel sad for them because, because I happen to believe that it's a case for fatherlessness. Um, 
uh, I I'm predominantly around um, African Americans, and and I teach in the inner city, so so that's a perspective where I come from most of the time, and I see the damage um, when when the men are not around. I see the children that are literally malfunctioning. You know, um, it's a sad case, and the thing is, they're just lost. And the thing is, you, you might even run into a, a, a guy who knows that he's lost, but then he still carries on in his foolishness because he refused to just grow up. You know, like at times I'm in the city and I'm walking around or I drive around and I'm still seeing a bunch of guys under the tree drinking. Mm-hmm. With, um, if I had to guess, I guess they're reliving the glory days back in high school, but they're all a bunch of old men dressed like they're 20s drinking. You know, and and the enemy had just trapped their mind, and then and so trapped their mind, trapped their body. You know what I mean? And what causes a man to stay in arrested development? Because I've noticed that too, especially in the black community. A lot of us seem like grown up kids, where we, I think a lot of us prioritize youth. Like youth is the pin- youth is a pinnacle of the human experience. Why do you think that there's a sense of arrested development? Resentment resentment and 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 guilt because they know that they have squandered time foolishly um time is time is so precious um that's something that i'm wrestling with now i'm right now i'm i'm 44 and i realize that i have squandered my time and my uh my opportunities you know um thank god for his grace uh thank god you know if you if one is able to reorient themselves and and pursue tasks and dreams and ideas that they have to do, um, they can still jump in. But the reality is, some things we cannot redeem, and and some of them just know that you know what I miss I miss my time, and some of them just they just stay there and they just don't want to grow up. Now, I'm not sure why I see it. They don't want to grow up or or if they're forced to grow up, they fight it or they drink it away. They smoke it away. They they sex it away and they don't even know as to why they're just doing these things because I call it like the I call it like the Peter Pan syndrome. Peter, yep. Mm. And like like mm. like Peter Pan and the Lost Boys. Is almost like all they want to do, they want to stay young forever. You know what I mean? And a, a lot of men want to be in Never Never Land. Never uh, Never Land. P- Pleasure Island, right? Yeah. No, well, well, I, I guess so. But, you know, just never growing up and just flying in their mind and forever young. And just because they see growing old as a death sentence. I guess in one sense it is a death sentence. But if you have the, if you have the concept of of family, if you have the if you have the concept of legacy, if you have the concept of of continuity, if you have the if you have the real understanding of being a father and a husband, you you would understand that this is this is just the this is the way to go. This is the path that we have to take. You know, this is the path that we have to take. You have to take it. So, how do you think it it's affected the women? Uh, as far as men not having fatherly figures, not knowing how to be a man, being trapped. Uh, being young because i know for a lot of young people uh, they see being old as uncool or like 
it's like a death to them, like you said. How do you think it's affected the women and how the women act or how the women see men? Well, a lot of women just don't respect men in, in general. Um, it's 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 made the women a, a little bit more masculine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's 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 made the women a little more, in my opinion, arrogant. Um, a lot of them are uncaring. A lot of them are condescending when they talk to a man, and 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 it's almost like even 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 if they're not aware of them doing it consciously subconsciously they do it in their speech in their talking in their interacting um in their jokes and hmm. you know, um that's why they you know uh our first statistics you know there so much women graduating more than men you know i don't quite know the, the number but you know it's, it seems right now as far as maybe academically the women are outperforming the yeah. men yeah but you know but they have to do what they have to do especially if a lot of them within especially within again i work in the inner city so predominantly black people you know i heard I heard a statistic the other day 75 percent are born single parent household yeah so you know so so if you line up what seven or eight kids out of ten you know that so the mother gotta do what she gotta do it's, it's, you know so that's where that's where it may come from up Personally, I think I think it's a. Sometimes it feels as if there's a big social experiment being done on black people. I feel the same way. And is 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 almost like I, I'm I'm wondering like, can it really be that diabolical? Like like is there an experiment being done on black people? And I'm like, man, is 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 crazy. And the thing is, when you try to explain it to them, they just can't see it. They you just can't see because they've been just so inculcated in the daily conditioning and it's everywhere it's on TV um I, I heard someone say um what, what was it I'm trying to find it in my phone I can't find it but it was something like um when you put when you put blackface on the evil, it's excused, and then we call it culture. And mm. when when I heard that, I was I was like, oh lord, you know. But that's a I, so we're talking about men, I guess from my perspective, because again, this is where I am, and and this is what I see. We we just dropped the ball, and we just have to just do better. How we do better? I'm not 100. percent Well, of course, I'm a believer. I know, and you, you and I know they have to come back to Christ. But mm. Christ, Christ, Christ isn't as appealing to them right now. I'm not sure why. Maybe the church dropped the ball because we haven't made Christ appealing to them. My, in my my opinion, I believe a lot of the the hippie culture from the 60s invaded the church about love. And I think that word has been hijacked where it means some kind of lovey-dovey, soft, sissy kind of um, kind of feeling. Because in my experience, I find a lot of men, when they want to learn about spirituality, they're attracted to faiths like Islam. Because Islam is seen as a very masculine uh, uh, faith. And the men, I find, especially black men, they tend to feel like, you know, it gives them purpose or a sense of identity or they feel like important to the community. Well, I feel like the church, 
modern day church, like a lot of churches are run by women. I think uh, a lot of Christians in the West don't understand uh, order as far as household. And like you said, I think there's a lot of women who subconsciously or unconsciously or, or, you know, purposely they disregard men. So then men feel like, you know, I don't belong here or, you know, like I don't have a purpose. Like, do you do you think that's true? I, I think it's very true. Um, I'm going to say some things. Um, it's even it's it's even in the type of music that's coming on now in, in Christian music right now. Mm. It's all about love, love, love. Of course, we know we know God is love, but God is also just he's holy. He's righteous. And at times uh, I wonder um, with certain songs and even with some of the preaching, I'm wondering like like is like is there a ma- where where men tend to go with where where there's a masculine voice yes uh someone that's speaking to them and a lot of times even some preachers and speakers and even if they are men uh they actually their messages are tailored toward the feminine ear my 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 thing is that Statistics say that women are the main consumers compared to men. So women spend a lot more money. Mm-hmm. So do you think that that's like a catering to women because they know the women will invest back in them because women tend to be, it goes for men too, but I feel like women, when you cater to their own, I guess, needs, they tend to spend their money on it a lot more. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, maybe. Um, I tend to wonder if... At times, I wonder if some of the women, especially, especially those who are not married or even might be married, especially if they have like a a, a a male pastor in their heart, like I wish my man was like this, more spiritual. I wish I wish my man was more quote unquote bold as pastor as he speaks and and as pastors seem to be righteous and holy. You know, it's uh, um. People are where they are. Women are where they are. Men are where they are. And I'm understanding now that it's a lot of moving parts. It, um, the enemy is, is so wise. We don't give him enough credit. Hmm. Um, it's so many moving parts. Destruction of the family. Women being out of order. Men being out of order. Children are out of order. And everybody's playing the wrong roles. You know, and with everyone playing the wrong roles or, or having a different understanding or wrong understanding of what they're supposed to do, it's, it's going to reflect in society. So, I don't know. Um, I think about this stuff daily as I interact with children at my school, as I interact with, you know, I'm, I'm education, so it's, it's predominant, predominantly women in there. Right. And sometimes I try to explain things to them and, and they don't get it because that just, that's the world that we're in. Men against women, women against men. Mm. So strange now. What do you think the church or Christians should do to combat this problem? Because it's something that's even affected the church. And I think it's even negatively affecting how we even view God or view order in the Bible and all that. How do we come to restoration or like what should the church be doing to have men have that masculine influence or to help men and also help the women? Because I, I do believe that men are the foundation of the family. When the men are removed, it affects the women and children. And I think the women are being affected because the men aren't doing their job. And then by that, it affects the women and the women affect the men. 
I mean, what do you think is, is the solution to that? Or what should the church be doing? The church needs to have a a correct vision of, of who Jesus is. Uh, a correct understanding of 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 what Christ really is. Okay. Let's go back. We need to read the Bible. Mm. Like from Genesis. Not 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 just not just Matthew and then skip over to Romans and then skip and then skip back to Psalms and skip back over to Hebrews. We need to read the Bible as a whole. Um last year I, I you know I I I even though I I, I confess I, I I didn't read it but I listened to the whole Bible I was like the the story is so amazing and 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 I'm doing it again I think what happened is we keep chopping up the word of God a little too much mm. we don't have the whole view and the whole understanding about God about Christ about the church about the Jewish people and of course I don't have all the answers but I'm also knowing that the reason why we we have this problem is because we we don't have the full story we don't have the whole story we don't have the full story that's why some of us are just just acting the way we act you know and that's what I believe they just don't have the true understanding of who Christ is and and the God of the Bible we just have pieces of it and sometimes those pieces that we have it's not enough to give you the whole picture of, of what we're supposed to do and where we're supposed to be mm. like it's almost like like if you go back and you listen if you read the books like exodus or genesis like the whole story with with isaac and jacob and esau right genesis you know mm. and how and how jacob tricked esau out of his birthright because he just despised it like 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 for me over the over past few weeks that's been i've been wrestling with that um i think i think the men who have been struggling now because they don't understand their birthright they actually sold their birthright for for trash um they sold their birthright for women they sold their birthright for sports um uh they sold their birthright for for friends you know if you know god had made a promise to isaac and abraham before him you know i'm gonna make you a great nation but then esau lost sight of that because pretty much his brother told him you know sell me your birthright and he said and his thing was well okay um what goes a birthright to me if i'm gonna die All right and and he was such a fool that he actually sold all that God had for him just for his own desire, just to feed his belly. And 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 and, and you know what? That's the same thing that Eve did. The same thing Adam did. They had a birthright, but then but then the devil got through them with food, and he he tried to do the same thing again with Jesus. And, in the wilderness right. he, he tried to use food and it just it just our appetites that's why some of us men is almost like we we kind of we sell our birthright we don't understand what god has for us because we keep selling it for our desires for you know women clothes cars notoriety sports 
You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but that's just where I've been thinking on lately. So really, is is understanding the worth of the the call of men or the birthright that you have? Understand that something was given to you for a purpose. Like you know, purpose, right? You right. know, like Isaac was taking his baton from Abraham. It like like God made the promise to Abraham, but Abraham didn't see the promise, but but yet he still carried on and believed it. You know, it like 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 Abraham didn't see the children of Israel; he saw his child Isaac mm. and the other Ishmael. But when, but we're not talking about Ishmael right now. Right. But he 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 saw his child. God made a promise to Abraham, so you know what? And he held on to the promise. Because sometimes, you know, we, we don't have to see what God has for my family on the line. You just have to do what you're supposed to do. Do what you're supposed to do. When your moment comes, do what you're supposed to do. I mean, it's it, it, it's not about, well, I want to do what I want to do. One life to live. One life to live, yes. But there are people coming after you. You have seed. What are you, what are you doing with the seed that you plant? You can't just plant your seed in someone's garden and then say, you... And then, and then say you take care of it. No, it's good it's, stuff right here. You know what I mean, is if if it's your seed, you take care of the seed. Stay stay in the garden that you planted. That's where you if that where you plant your seed. Stay where you plant your seed, and and tend to the tree. You know what I mean. You can't get mad if someone cuts down your tree, or abuse your tree, or even destroy, or 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 the funny thing like. So, someone else may benefit from your seed. This is your seed. Mm. Is it's almost like it could be like your DNA in this person, but then, but then that seed gives praise to another man, an, an another entity for their existence, and and just forget you. Anyway, that's again those are some things that I I kind of run around in my mind as stuff that I've been wrestling with, but. I'm, I'm kind of rambling now. That, no, no, I loved it. That was some heavy stuff, and ooh, man, I, I really don't think a lot of people see the weight of the sense of purpose that God has given men. And I think, like you said, that's probably a big reason. That probably the main reason why we have such a, a issue with families and households is that men don't see the purpose of their mission or the the mission that God has given them. So, as I'm wrapping up, um, what a advice would you give to young men who are struggling young men who may not have a father figure a father or may have a bad example of a father how what would, what would you say to point them in the right direction if they're lost or they're struggling or they're like you know i know i need to be better if a young man came to you what would you tell him feelings are real sometimes i say this um feelings are a good servant but a horrible master hmm. wow. some sometimes we tend to let our emotions tell us what to do what i would tell them really really sit down and, and think about what do you want to do really what do you want to do not like not what you feel like doing um it, there seems to be a big push now about feelings and i i get it because because even i struggle with it sometimes but we have to go beyond the feeling and 
and look into purpose and look into and look into destiny and even potential is like like if you can find someone to father you mm. find someone to father you i i remember i had a, a friend of mine this was this was this was very powerful when he told me that he um he, he had a, a stepson too he was married he, he still is married and one night he 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 came to the house just randomly because because he wanted a haircut i guess you know i i i cut hair just a little bit so he came by and we were having a talk i'm like hey man how are things going with your child and then he said something he said he said i can't make him want to be fathered and when he said that i never forgot it you know um your responsibility as a young man is to allow yourself to be fathered especially for those of you that grew up with a missing father or or one who was not functioning the way that you may want to be you know just because you were a victim of a of a no-show father or a father that wasn't functioning properly that's still not an excuse for you to malfunction and keep on malfunctioning just because your father wasn't there you know and and i know it's everywhere now everybody everyone blames dad for everything right you know and 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 of course there may be truth to that but how long how long will you hold on to that how how long you know i listened to a gentleman yesterday bob woodson i'm i'm just learning about him he said um it's almost like like it's almost like victimhood is a commodity now yes yes and and it's almost like if you feel that way there are a bunch of people out here online everywhere that can sell you something to keep you to keep your victim and they will and they'll hook you on the line say well my father was in there and this is why and here take this 10 lesson just for 99.99 and then you too will become whatever they tell you to become but profiting off of a problem yeah Mm. and 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 i get it and the thing is some someone may help them but then it really comes down to you refusing to be a victim and saying lord help me lord help me and 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 you may even have to repent just say lord teach me how to be a son teach teach me how to have somebody father me i know i'm angry lord but show me point point me in the right direction and then you have to go through the process you have to go through the process you have you must go through the process that's just it and 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 it might mean it might be that might look like going back to school to get your gd hmm that might look like going to your mom and saying, I'm sorry. That may look like going um, going to your dad and say, you know what? I forgive you for not being around. Again, I- I'm not saying that you guys have to be buddy, buddy, chummy, chummy. But it might start there. It might look like, you know what? I'm going to go to a trade school. You know what? Or it, it-, it might look like, uh, it might look like you have to go to your friends. Hey, hey. Hey, y'all boys, I think this is the last day, man. I can't hang with y'all anymore. Why? Man, I got to grow up. Why? Man, 
and I'm 40, I'm, I'm, and I'm still living with my mom, I ain't paying no rent, and it might look like going to apply for a job, and it might look like, you know what, I'm going down to public to fill out, to fill out an application, it might look like, you know what, I'm going to my local college, and I finally start this degree that I've been rapping and talking, talking about, and forget all this, I want to chase what makes me happy. Like, I understand that to a certain degree. Right. But then if you just talk and you just rapping about it, you just talk, go, go and do something about it. Go and do something. I think goes back, this is why Jordan Peterson is so popular. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he speaks to yeah. the heart of the man, accept responsibility. That, that's, I, and I get it. I get it. And I mean, like, uh, yeah, it's like you can't try to change the world. And I used to wonder why Jordan Peterson was saying, "Go clean your room." <laughs> I used to wonder, but then I said, "Wow, okay." Because like you can't be out here trying to change the world, and and you can't even keep your room straight. Your own household is out of order. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like you have to start with the small things, control what you can. So as far as a young man, I'll just echo what he said and, and accept responsibility, and of course primarily give your heart to the lord you know and yes, and yes. and 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 not just give your heart because it is actually he gave the gift you know accept the gift it's a gift that he is almost it's almost a gift that he's giving you back into the birthright because a lot of us have, have already sold it so it's actually he's saying here I will give it back to you. Accept this gift. You have to accept the gift. And that's just where, that's where I'll start. That, that's a few things that I would say to them if I were to say something to them. You guys see why I had him on. <laughs> why I had him come on, man. No, we're just having a conversation, man. That's all. We're just having a talk. That's all. Man, that's some deep stuff, man. Not really. It just, I, I think if friends can talk, Especially as believers, like this some of stuff that we can talk about and we can learn from and glean. Because I, I I find myself learning every day, man, and gleaning every day. E e um from believers, from non-believers, and just walking around and just having the Holy Spirit speak to you and showing you things, you know. What I mean, but it's not enough just to have this have this information. You have to be willing to go through the process. You know, what I mean, allow the Holy Spirit to work on you, to work in your relationships. To work on your mind, you know, to work on your body. Anyway, but I'm sorry, Kyle. No, I'm, no, I'm no, rambling. no, man. I, I love this. I, 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 I was blessed having you on, man. Deeper yeah, you. stuff you've been saying, and I, honestly, I, I pray that you guys have been blessed by the wise words he said today, man. But, whew, you guys see why I had him on, man. Deep thinker. So, you know, Joel, I thank you again, man, for coming on and, and just having a conversation with me, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, You know, I, I appreciate it, too. I pray that God um, gives you increase on this. I pray that God gives you an avenue. And for those who are listening, you know, just, just rock with Kyle, man. Uh, he has a heart for God. And he has a heart for reaching people. Um, just Just keep pushing through. Stick with him. You done a good job, Kyle. I received that, man. Thank you, bro. All right, dude. Yes, sir.